Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter and it's a mini off-season quick snaps. He's doing it. He's doing it. I'm doing it. Me and the listeners like to do it together. Look, the number one feedback that I got from doing the meetups, which we did in Wales, uh, impromptu kind of, you know, one in Scotland, which we actually didn't make, um, London, Dublin, Manchester, Birmingham. Well, we didn't manage Birmingham. But all of the places that I went to and the number one thing in the feedback and people love the podcast. That's why we're still doing it. That's why we're still doing it in the off-season, babies. Um, is that they love the quick snaps thing. I hope you aren't doing it in your car. Well, I hope you are doing it in your car, but doing that little, like, hands on the wheel click thing, you know. Um, but anyway, that's your quick snap fix. So this is a really quick episode. I'm redoing the podcast studio. I'm in the new studio as it is. Can you hear the acoustics? Do you hear the crisp sound? Um, so getting things set up, I still have a lot more to do. And, like, the studio is going to be insane. Um, and hopefully I'm going to be doing more video stuff from it as well. Um, because it's going to be all set up for video. It's going to be slinky. It's going to be nice. But I thought I'd get on this podcast and discuss two things. The Combine's coming up and me and Pete have so much planned. Uh, even for the website, we've other special uh, things planned. It's all ramping up here. So I thought I'd just dive on and do a quick podcast before, you know, the calm before the storm, let's say. Um, so two things. Number one, Mason Crosby's been resigned, which is fantastico. He's coming off his best year. Um, that was a no-brainer. It made a whole lot of sense. And again, like all of the stuff that is coming out... <laughs> You know, it's kind of a bit waffly. Best season with Green Bay, uh, most accurate um, season of his career. You know, he's tying all these records around the league for consistency and percentage. He's also the, you know, he holds, as Gudekun says, he holds all the records for Green Bay when it comes to, you know, points scored and accuracy and field goals over 50 yards and all this good stuff. So... It's a no-brainer that he got brought back, and I'm glad that they did it. It shows absolute sense, and they don't want the kick-in carousel. So there's a couple of articles flying around this week talking about how many other teams went and moved um, on kickers. I think, you know, we've had the same kicker since 2007, since he was drafted, and they were looking at, the, you know, the least amount since then has been Tennessee with four kickers in, the, in that time and all this type of stuff. It's particularly amazing, as I said, uh, Mason with all of the horrendous challenges that he had in his family life and also it was reported uh, that he had the yips so this is a guy who really struggled with his kicking now did I break it down and try to defend a good old friend of the podcast Mason Crosby of course he did um, and it turned out Mike McCarthy was asking him to kick from really ridiculous lengths so you know he was, he was kind of set up for failure but anyway I'm not going to get into it um, it's, it's fantastic for him and he's consistent in the locker room and it's all good but for this podcast as well I'm going to dive into the combine interviews with Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur and in a way I'm going to offer for you guys and girls ladies some um, a, a BSO meter I'm going to translate the press conferences because to be honest like all sports interviews the majority of them anyway it's very hard to find value for money and that's why I'm sick of people bad talking S talking Mark Murphy. If there's one man who gives it straight um, with no BS and tells it how it is, it's Mark Murphy. 
So long live the king. Is all I'm saying. And as well as that, how many people are S-talking now about Mark Murphy? Because he did the business. When he came out and people were, you know, he was saying, I know an awful lot about football. People were like, oh, Mark Murphy. And they don't realise his pedigree as a player. Um, you know, he's on the Players Association, blackballed by the league back in the day. Um, you know, his involvement with the original CBA. The fact that he's a, a super smart guy, he's an attorney, he's a Murphy. So Irish. So, I mean, come on. What other qualifications do you need? And that he's been leading the Packers now for quite some time. He navigated the Brett Favre scenario. I mean, this guy has unbelievable pedigree. And, you know, as much as the media likes to blow stuff out of proportion, he's still honest with us, which is fantastic. I'll have to get him on the podcast again. Um, so all the new listeners, you can go back onto iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and um, dig up one of the Mark Murphy interviews. Always candid, always great. So, look, these press conferences between Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Still I'll follow every little clue. So, thanks Fred. Good old Fred is there. They don't make him like that anymore. So yeah, look, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack, these guys. They're so scared to say anything. And again, like, whose fault is it? Everybody's. It's the media as well, which is why, you know, when I reach out to players and, I don't know, do people want the insights? Uh, who knows? Um, but when I reach out to players, sometimes you have to assure their agents that you're not looking for a scoop or a hot take or whatever. And I've said this before, like, Greg Jennings was on, um, you know, and, and he was actually okay talking about, like, Aaron Rodgers versus Brett Favre. We know he likes to wax lyrical and then flip-flop and all that. Dude has to make his bread um, as well. But, you know, I sort of saying to him, and I, again, I, I do up a, a sort of a, a script when I'm doing interviews. I don't care if he wants to talk about that type of stuff. I'm not interested in those takes about what he thinks about Aaron Rodgers. It's on record. We know what he thinks. And I don't want that from him. Um, to be honest, all those tropes. So anyway, um, when we're looking at these sort of pressers, it's very hard. There's 15 minutes each of Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst talking. And let me just glean out uh, some of the stuff that I found interesting um, and the little needles that I found um, in a haystack. And trying to find that audio, there's loads of stuff about men actually looking in haystacks for needles. Get a life. Um, so basically, he so he talks about Mason Crosby, talks about that he's a leader in the locker room. He's a top point scorer. Um, and then also goes into, we're never going to see a kicker like him in our lifetime. And how lucky are we, I guess? This is one of those things, you know, when you look back at, I don't know if anybody does, um, but if you're big into history, and I know a, co- a lot of the lads are, Don Hudson, unbelievable. And how, like, you'd give your your big toe to go back and see Don Hudson play. I would. If someone was taking big toes to go back, you can have it. Um, you know, to go back and see him and... Okay, it's not sexy because it's special teams and it's a kicker, but Mason Crosby, to me, nice guy, friend of the podcast. Does that mean I'm biased? Not really because the stats come in. Um, it's a no-brainer. Um, another thing that he comes out with, he talks about the the draft and scheming and there's that age-old question about, you know, so you've Matt LaFleur now or you've a new defensive coach. Like, did this sort of come up with Mike Pettin? You know, do you start getting defensive players that fit his scheme? And Brian Kudakun said no, which is interesting. So, you know, you kind of read between the lines, but he says that if you get a good player, well, then he sort of says Matt LaFleur's coaching system should be able to handle the fact that if he gets some good players, that he'll be able to make use of them. Um, now, again, not to do the whole, you know, because there's two reasons why they don't talk candidly. 
Um, number one, because the media blows everything apart, especially in the off-season, someone farts and then all of a sudden Packers Twitter goes crazy. Um, and then on top of that then, these players are hypersensitive, they've got a brand to protect, if you say anything bad against them, it damages their brand as opposed to them as a person. The PR department started to go crazy um, and it just snowballs from there. Uh, but this one of those things is interesting because even Matt LaFleur said it as well. His quote was, is that coaching is only a very small part of the player evaluation thing. So I found that kind of interesting that you have the coaches in place. Um, so they're just given what Brian Gutekunst decides to give him. Now, does he have input? I, I guarantee you that he does. Um, he talks, uh, and he sort of says as well, like, that goes on from Ron Wolf uh, to Ted and now to Brian Gutekunst. That's all the same. And are people still having a problem with the word and surname Gutekunst? Really? Because you sort of like, you know, that's why people say Goody, I guess, but also they're uh, good, 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 and they um, they fumble it up. Just say Gutekunst, fellas. Um, so and he, he gives a nice compliment to Ted here as well. He says that Ted was one of the best to ever do it, which is great because I found that Matt LaFleur, or Matt LaFleur, Jesus. See, I'm, I'm avoiding saying Gutekunst, lads. I'm calling him Matt LaFleur now just to get away from it. Um, so Brian Gutekunst, I found that when he first came into the job, uh, anytime they brought up Ted Thompson and what did you learn and all this, he, he kept trying to stress that he was there the whole time. He was a scout the whole time. And when they looked at certain picks, he'd like to sort of say stuff like, oh, yeah, well, you know, tr try distance himself from it. Kind of like what we see, and it's not the same at all, but uh, Trump and Obama, you know, you kind of see that they come in and the other guy's trying to, now is Trump trying to systematically destroy everything Obama put up? Potentially. But what does this little leprechaun know? Um, so, you know, it, I, I think... Like anything else, he was trying to make his name for himself. But it's nice to see him sort of acknowledge Ted. And they sort of said to him, do you draw on that experience that you got from Ted? Now, his old answer, I would have expected, well, I'm in the game a lot. I draw my own experience. You've got to trust your instincts. I was That was my BSO meter. It was on looking for that. But when he's turned around and said that he always draws on what Ted told him and that it's invaluable and he always looks back at stuff, it's nice. There's enough distance there now which is good. Another good thing that he was, well, depending on, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're not happy about it. Um, he talked about shared practices and it looks like they're on the cards again because someone asked him, you know, how can you evaluate your lads if they're up against the other team? Um, and he said that, you know, he sees value in it because for the veterans, it gives them, you know, nice reps with a bit of added pressure. And with the young lads, it, it gets them under the lights as well. So that was interesting. He also brought up Blake Martinez um, and hoped that Oren Burks and Ty Summers and Curtis Bolton all step up. And again, he can probably see the blank stares from the media personnel to say, really? Um, and that's true. Now, this is one of the mailbag questions that came in from Ryan Peacock. Don't know if anyone knows him. Um, he was talking about why do people dump all over Blake Martinez, that he's a fantastic player and a fantastic man and he doesn't get the hate. Now, I, I was like that for a long time. I still don't get the hate. It's ridiculous, right? Um, these people are people too. Blake Martinez, and it's on record for me saying he's a fantastic guy. Uh, he plays his heart out and leaves it all out on the field. We saw that when he got emotional in his post-season presser. And um, when he came off the field and he started crying about how uh, great Green Bay was to him. And it was really painful to watch because he's a fantastic guy. Again, leads the team and tackles the last couple of years. Leads the league and tackles at times as well. But the problem with him is, is that it, the tackles and when he makes them is what counts. Uh, there were so many times in the, in the season, uh, you know, he just drove me crazy. He was ball watching. He would make the tackles, you know, too far down the field. Um, he wasn't sort of instinctive and intuitive enough. Now, the guy, very high football IQ, certain schemes you play him in, absolutely fantastic. Is he a stand-up guy? There's no doubt about it. Fantastic person, fantastic teammate as well. 
unbelievable communicator. That was seen because he got the comms helmet very early on in his career. So they trusted him. But at the same time, uh, if the Packers are not going to re-sign him, there's a reason for that. There's a lot of talk about, oh, he's one of the top three agents at inside linebacker. We'd re-sign him if he was. Um, so I don't think that's the case. And anyway, look at the stats and look at the PFF rankings and see where he stands. And um, it, it's not pretty reading for him. Um, they asked him about the wide receiver draft and is it deep and he confirmed the obvious which was yes um and again in the insider inbox they were talking about did the packers move up or will there be quality at where they're at and they seem to be happy enough to sit where they're at and again from what we spoke about on the last uh, couple of podcasts you know what value can we get from the combine and you know can a guy running in a straight line make or break him and the uh, you know the thinking is no and that's certainly what um brian Gutekunst, uh, turns around and says um, he says the same, that it, and his words were, it verifies what they see on tape. And if the guy doesn't have a good uh, combine, well, then what he says is they go back and look at the tape again and try sort of evaluate, I guess, where it fell down. Um, so that's all I gleaned from his press conference. You know, questions that sometimes will be set up t- that he can bat away easily, some questions that might have been a bit more difficult from him. But that was the kind of value that I got from the press conference. Now, Matt LaFleur... The number one thing to come from this goddamn thing is, sorry to say it, lads, dude's still sexy, still goddamn sexy. Um, so you know, I don't. Sometimes I play a bit of audio for you. I mean, I've even had Fred Astaire on the podcast. I mean, that that's a that's a Packers first. Um, but I, I've got a small snippet of uh, Matt Lafleur before he hit the podium. Still got it. <laughs> still sexy. You're just a love machine. <laughs> Showtime. Now, you would know that it's a gag. All right, it's Bruce Willis from Friends. I'll admit it. The only difference between that and Matt LaFleur is, is that if it was really Matt LaFleur, he probably would have thrown in. It was a good job somewhere. He says it all the time. I'm going to do a Matt LaFleur mega mix with the good job thing, um, for sure. I think that adds value to um, the Packers universe. But what I absolutely loved about the Matt LaFleur presser was that he got pissed off straight away. I mean, straight away. Someone asked him, um, you know, that we got kind of pushed around and bullied against San Francisco and he took offence to it. You could see he comes out so affable, you know, and um, he's looking at you and he's he's cracking gags at the start and then he sort of takes the first question and the dude jumps straight in and says, you know, you kind of got pushed around and bullied, you know, you're looking for someone more physical and he gets pissed off. And then um, not only that, he follows it up with what's it like to work with Aaron Rodgers? And Matt LaFleur has to, you know, it's kind of a cryptic A-Rod question because Matt LaFleur has to finish it for him and say, hold on, what, like going into the second year, what's it going to be like? And the guy just goes, yeah. So any time the head coach has to finish your question for you, it's a bad time. Another thing as well that seems to be doing the rounds on Twitter is the wide receiver coach, are we getting one? And the answer to that is yes. He says he's working through it. And also at running backs, he says that he's looking for a third guy. Now, I know there's Wisco fans out there who are going to think, oh, great, well, then this must mean Jonathan Taylor is coming to town. Um, and imagine he fell to the Packers um, in this in this draft. Who knows? Um, 
again they asked him about year one one year one year one versus year two i could edit that out but you know what i'm gonna leave it in because we're all human and um, so he says that they're gonna try build off year one and again he kind of says that they, they have to work around the players and that he has to coach better which also verifies my opinion that he's the nicest man in the world you know this guy what a leader and I'm, I know it sounds like I'm taking the pee here, but I'm actually dead serious. What a nice guy and what a what a responsible leader. Um, the other time I tune into, you know, David Goggins and Jocko Willink. And Jocko Willink is this like Navy SEAL guy. Um, he's the most Navy SEAL looking guy you've ever seen. And just picture for a second if you don't know who Jocko Willink is. Just imagine what he'd look like. And that's exactly what he looks like. Just imagine an, an army guy with a thick neck. Just picture him, envision him now in your head and imagine him in sort of, you know, civilian clothes and to what he would pick from the rack. And that image is exactly what Jocko Willink looks like. So he talks about discipline and discipline equals freedom and all this good stuff. And one of the things that he sort of talks about is taking ownership of mistakes and taking the fall and all this type of stuff. Matt LaFleur must have studied in the Jocko Willing school of taking ownership. Like, can you imagine breaking up with Matt LaFleur? He'd probably make you feel crap about it, like somehow it was his fault all along. And you probably wouldn't break up with him. That's all I'm saying. Um, but anyway, back to some proper analysis here. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. He gives a little bit more of an insight. And of course, there's a bit of waffle there. But again, he's kind of new enough and naive enough, I guess, um, and honest enough to come out and give us some good stuff. So again, takes the responsibility saying that they need to coach better. But like, how optimistic are, are we as Packer fans now? I mean, I know everyone got caught up in the whole like, oh my God, we should be doing better and then scrambling back into games. But, you know, he was saying that the systems are in place. They were in scramble mode last time. Now all he has to do is refine things. And really, lads, ladies, I mean, how good could this team be? I mean, we could also get worse, but how good could this team be now? Because the systems are in place, people kind of know what they're doing, uh, Brian know what they're doing. And Brian Gudekunst is um, talking about how Aaron Rodgers could get more instinctual, word of the podcast. So, you know, this could be fantastic. We upgrade at wide receiver, we get some parts in at linebacker, and we improve on, you know, how we got decimated um, against the run and a run defense. How good could this team be? Also, how bad could this be also? Like, we could get exponentially worse. One of the things that comes out of both of these press conferences is is the fact that, you know, one of the lads asked Gudekunst, um, you know, when you look at the Niners, they're kind of the benchmark, I guess, the acid test. He didn't say it there in my words. And, um, you know, how do you sort of stack up against teams like that and do you chase a team and all that? And he says, well, you know, you can't really look at other teams. He says, first off, you start off in the division, but everything resets. And he said, you'd be surprised how things don't carry over. That tells me two things. Number one, and I always do this, and when he edited it, I go, this tells me two things. Number one, and then I never get to number two. But number one, it sort of shows how dominant that the Packers and how successful that they've been, despite the fact that people like to moan about the fact that you know we've got haven't got as many Super Bowls and all this type of lark. But if it does reset and that's actually the truth, well then the fact that we're so consistent, let's not mention two years ago, um, it's it's a good testament to our coaching and our front office and the players and everything else. And you know. Number two, it kind of shows us I don't know at this stage. So he says he was in scramble mode. Um, and it's going to get an awful lot better, which is, again, super promising. He also reiterated what Brian Gudekunst had said, that when they draft, 
of course they take feedback from the coaches but it's their job to get good players they give them to the coach then it's the coach's job to make something of it again that depending on how what persuasion you, your head could be turned by that and uh, not a love island reference and they could sort of say you know do you not want someone to fit the scheme but brody kudakun says and he would know way better than us is that if you start drafting for the scheme then you start to get into trouble because you have he called him a one-trick pony and i guess that's correct so, like, for instance, uh, they get a piece, a piece for Mike Pettin. Um, he slots them in, and then they change to a different system. Now, are they going to be silly enough to move on from a guy and get a guy completely different and screw this scheme and all this? Maybe. Maybe. But most of the time, what you'll find is, is that they'll have kind of the same system. And as well as that, it's not the 3-4-4-3, which is a massive question. That kind of goes out the door now. They don't run schemes like that anymore. That's more old school. Um, and I guess I'll end the kind of wrap-up with... He was asked about Tyler Irvin and, you know, what impact he had. And the impact's obvious. You know what I mean? It's like saying you got a free chocolate bar. Was that good? Yeah, it was good. It was great. So he said that he thinks that special teams got better when he came in. Now, this, you know, you know Matt, we were negative yardage <laughs> until Swerve and Irvin came in. So, yes, you got better when Swerve and Irvin came in. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the press conference translation. Uh, lads and ladies and this is the off season welcome so it'll be interesting in the combine let's see who does well let's see who runs in a straight line really really fast let's see who can jump up really high and slap some stuff um, and do stuff on the bench press and as they said it's it's about verifying now stocks will rise and stocks will fall there's so many steam and hot garbage takes out there about what players um, will and won't fall and why and all this type of stuff but again some of them you know I don't know did people predict Jakai Polite um Last year, I don't think so. He's seen as one of the top prospects. So you really don't know. It's still exciting stuff. So keep your eyes tuned on the website, ukpackers.co.uk. Follow me at NFL on Twitter. Um, if you like what we do and you want to donate a little something, something and get a little something, something in return, well then go to patreon.com forward slash ukpackers and you can donate a fiver a month after six months. Take the money, buy you a t-shirt, post it out to you wherever you are in the world, whether you're listening to this in Wisco, um, I should really uh, dig up the, the countries in the stats of the podcast that listen. We have Japan, Argentina, uh, Chile. There's so many places um, and all around England, all around Ireland, um, a good few places in Europe, some really obscure places as well. So yeah, uh, you can, you can you know, donate there. We can send you out your t-shirt. And then if you choose to, to keep um, buying us a cup of coffee a month, well then, Again, it's, it's greatly appreciated. We really do appreciate it. So follow us on Instagram, at UK Packers, and on Facebook as well, and start getting the combine coverage locked down and getting talking to other Packer fans on Facebook. There's a private group there you can jump into too. And of course, um, if you have any questions, concerns, or anything, any feedback, well, then you can hit us up at info at ukpackers.co.uk or any of the social media that we have as well. We're always happy to get back and have a good bit of interaction. But anyway, that's the quick snaps. Quick snaps for this week and um, I'll be back next week with all of the combine coverage go pack go